Thank you for tuning in to Love in Your Hands with Cynthia Clark, the podcast about how to live life with love, passion, and purpose. This podcast is sponsored by loveinyourhands.com, the place to find long-lasting love through the merging of ancient science, modern technology, and quantum physics. Tired of superficial connections? Go to loveinyourhands.com and start your free Align to Your Soulmate five-day challenge where you could win a $20 Amazon gift card. Now here's your host, Cynthia Clark, certified palm reading consultant, love compatibility coach, author, and speaker. Hi there, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Cynthia Clark, and I love talking about issues that help you in your life, and I love starting out with a little palm reading lesson because, of course, your hands actually do reflect everything about you. So not only on a physical level, but also on an emotional and mental level. And today what I want to talk about is the type of lines that we have can actually show us how we are responding to our thoughts and our feelings and our and our vitality. So if you have lines, okay, so I want you just to take a look at your hand. Everybody has a lifeline which wraps around your uh, thumb. Everybody has a headline which goes across your hand. That's how you think. And a heart line, which is your emotional flow line, which is the top part of your hand starting under your little finger and heading towards either your middle finger or your index finger. Okay, so those lines are super, super important because they are your major lines. Every single person has these lines in some capacity. Uh, and I won't get into all the variations because there's thousands of variations <laughs> that can show up. But what I want you to look at is the quality of the lines. And the quality of the lines are going to show when you have a stress or a trauma or if something is off kilter in, in that area. So for example, if you have what is called chaining in your lines, that's gonna show a stress to the line. We wanna ideally see the line as a clear single line, okay? So it should be deep, it should be clear, uh, but guess what? Most of the time this actually is not the case. <laughs> and go figure that, right? <laughs> so if you have what's called chaining, it literally looks like this. It's like a chain link that goes around and it's almost like the, the line is braided. Okay, so if you have chaining on any of these lines, that's gonna show up as a stress. And that also shows up as something that maybe needs to heal within you. So if it's on your heart line, it shows an emotional healing that needs to happen. If it's on your headline, it shows that you worry or you stress out with your thinking. If it shows up on your lifeline, that's a physical stress. So you probably have something wrong that needs to be addressed. So take a look just at the quality of your lines today. And we are going to learn a lot about health today. I'm really excited. So I'm happy to introduce our very special guest. Today, we have Dr. Manon Bolliger who is a board-certified naturopathic physician who has trained 2,000 students in her methodology. Wow, that's a lot of students. 
from rural farmers in Nova Scotia, CEOs in Toronto, and triathletes in British Columbia. She has helped thousands of patients listen to their bodies and heal. So thank you so much for coming on the show today, Dr. Menel. Well, thank you. Thank you. Really excited to be here and um, yeah, share whatever I can to, you know, spread the word about health and what that means and all of that. So <laughs> yeah, so let's let's start out the show. I like to start out with a story because, of course, this is stories in your hands. And so um, I, I understand that you had cancer, which what? is like, oh, my gosh, that's so stressful. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about that backstory and and what happened on that journey for you? Sure. And I was going to say, I was looking at my hand going, hmm, interesting. <laughs> that may well have been a stressor. And if I understood a little bit more about that, I have questions for you. <laughs> yes, your hands reflect everything. <laughs> oh, interesting. No, I, I do have a line, but it's interesting. It goes off, uh, but the, the main line goes all the way through, right? So, um, yeah, anyway, I was thinking, I wonder which off it is because... I think part of my um, journey as a, as a, not just as a naturopathic doctor, but as a person in the healing profession is, you know, deeply down, I think you've got to learn um, by life lessons. And so at least that's the philosophy I've taken to my multitude of stories, many health stories I've had um, that have come along my, my path. Uh, you know, I've had scoliosis, I've, I've had multiple sclerosis, I've had stage four cancer. So, I mean, they all have been learning blocks for me. And I feel in a strange way that um, it's like a blessing in disguise because I'm still here. <laughs> and, uh, and I've learned so much of what I don't know and what I, I, um, I didn't know at the time. So talking about the, the, the cancer situation, what I was already, you know, an, a naturopathic doctor, I already had a practice. This is 20 years ago, and I've been in practice for 30 years. And I was thinking, well, you know, I'm, I'm actually eating organic foods. I'm being super conscious about, you know, my lifestyle. Um, I was living at the time, you know, on a farm so that I had outdoor air and exercise and, um, you know, and I felt aligned with the lifestyle I was living. Hmm. And so I'm thinking, wow, you know, like I have not been trained sufficiently to understand why I was diagnosed with literally a, I had a one-year-old. So I had, that's when I found out now she's 21. Um, but, and I had two older children. So 35, 30 and 21. And I, I couldn't understand how I developed, you know, cancer and, you know, I am thinking of it could be pollution, could be this, could be that. I looked at every factor, but I was so meticulous in all of these things. And what I underestimated fully was the, the impact of not feeling, you know, like the, the stresses that can happen by the type of relationship that I 
attracted in my life and the needs that I have. Like there's no such thing as, you know, one guilty party in a relationship. A relationship is by nature two people. And, um, and whatever I had not resolved that allowed me to attract the nature of relationship I attracted um, caused tremendous stress for me. Because, you know, if you're used to um, airing out your feelings and talking about things and your partner, that's not their nature. Uh, these are all stressors that you ideally work through on some level, but you also need to know when it's time that you're against a brick wall and sometimes it's not the right thing and, and partners need to move, for, uh, move ahead separately, which is what happened in, in my case. But the, the stress I had, and I think I've seen this now, you know, in many of my clients is the belief that somehow we're strong enough. We've got this, you know? So, yes. um, <laughs> so <laughs> you know, it's like, sure, I've got this. You know, I've got uh, two, two, at that time, I, I can't do math um, <laughs> off the top of my head, but, uh, you know, young, young teenagers and not even teenager. Um, and then a newborn breastfeeding, a breastfed child and, and, I wake up to, you know, going into the oncology ward, literally saying, you know, and doing the biopsy and going, oh my God, you've signed the dotted line. We're taking your uterus out. You have stage four cancer and, and having this download of incredible guilt, you know, well-meaning, you know, the nurses and doctors saying like, how could you do this to your kids? Not go ahead with the therapy. Cause I was, I was wondering to myself, based on my knowledge a little bit, if we take out a cancerous organ, do we actually resolve a cancerous relationship? Mm. And Good question. And my answer was no. And every cell in my body was screaming, this is not in alignment with your healing process. This is not what you're supposed to or meant to do. And I'm not prescribing this, by the way. That everyone, everyone's individual, of course. Everyone's individual. And, mm -hmm. and sometimes surgery is absolutely the right thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm absolutely not saying do like I did, but I had to be true to me, which is what I tell you know all my patients. Mm -hmm. Be deeply aligned with your core values. Because if you're not in alignment, that's when, you know, illness and therefore, and so, so I'm sitting there and they're like hovering above me, telling me like, you know, how can, how do, dare I do this to my, my children? You know, I need to be around. And, um, and then they kind of came with a legalese because many um, cancer wards are part of researches mm -hmm. that they're doing you know um concurrently and part of the research here was hysterectomies as a helpful way of um of dealing you know with um stage four like cervical cancer and then they had said it had spread and mm -hmm. and um, i'm like no 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 there's something not right with this it's not even the same histological cells like this doesn't make sense and and then they're you know, showing the paper. And I just remember it, it just like, it's like um, space travel in that moment. But I just got up and they said, if you walk out 
uh, we will no longer be able to follow you, which I understand because it's a study. Uh, but it really put me out of the whole medical system mm. because I had refused treatment. Now I'm an adult, so I'm allowed to, but um, th there's really no support for people who have, you know, either information that differs from, you know, what is conventionally or normatively believed and or pharmaceutical uh, information that people receive. So mm -hmm. it was it was quite a thing to get up and do this, but yes, no kidding. Uh, That's brave. That's yeah, it was, it was brave and most people thought stupid. Yeah. So, um, it was very ostracizing. It was very difficult. Um, and it's not like, um, yeah, it, it really taught me that the, the one in charge of you is you. <laughs> you know, yeah, take responsibility for your health and your body and, and yourself. Yeah, it's so true. A hundred percent, you know, and, right. and so that's really deeply what I learned. And and the other part that I learned, which of course it's more and more popular now because we talk about mind-body connection and we talk about, you know, there's not one without the other, but mm -hmm. we may play lip service to it to a certain degree, you know, it's like, go see a um, therapist or psychologist or psychiatrist for issues of the mind, and then go see, you know, um, a, another type of um, therapist or doctor for issues of the body. Mm -hmm. But in fact, our body and mind are one. Every cell in our body is imbued with the memories that we've experienced, with the traumas that we hold, and with the stories we tell ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And it all shows up in the hands. <laughs> yeah, and that, I'm fascinated. That's why when we talked at, you know, about yeah. this, the interview, yeah. I was like, oh, yes, I want to find out more also what you <laughs> do and how that ties in. Because, um, yeah, it's been very interesting for me to, um, yeah, to, to, to be witness to my own experience. And of course that has deepened the, the work I do. And, um, and in, you know, uh, creating Bowen College, which is where I, I teach practitioners now to do this uh, methodology that combines very clearly uh, mind and body, but it's actually through the body. Yeah. So we use- oh, I, Yeah, I wanna learn all about that. That sounds so fascinating. <laughs> yeah, so anyhow, so that, that's kind of my, um, the short of my story. <laughs> so, you, so you obviously got better. Oh yes, and, and, and I did, and I did it completely naturally. I had no chemotherapy, no, no surgery, um, no drugs. Uh, I, did, I did a hell of a lot of in, inner work. <laughs> you know, I really, really, in fact, my, my um, listen program, and I'm, I'm writing a book which will come out uh, in, the, in the spring, mm -hmm. is all about that, the, the journey of how to listen to your body when it speaks. Mm -hmm. and, and I kind of broke it down to, different steps in this and it's it's a spiral process it's not like start here then end here it's like you start here you can go this way but but you're basically spiraling deeper and deeper into into your essence of really who you are being in, on this planet and mm -hmm. the more of that that emerges um you know through you uh, the freer you are, and on some level, health is 
it's freedom from physical pain, from emotional pain, from um, mental pain and, and stories that we hold as if that is or only only identity right because if we're attached to our story right. we're not free to to evolve right <laughs> yes and I, I and i look at illnesses as just the physical manifestation of something that needs to heal internally anyway so you know if you're not healthy there's a reason why you're not healthy that's besides the fact that you may be eating the wrong things or you know not exercising or whatever all the obvious stuff there's so much more to it than that yeah there's so much more and that's why it's like you know at that time i thought it was really about uh eating healthy and uh being fit and mm -hmm. those things do help of course they help but there's there's more <laughs> you know there's and that's the thing is if you've got one piece what other pieces are you are you maybe missing and and missing as in you have them <laughs> it's just you're unaware of them right mm -hmm. right yeah so. so so take us through a little bit of your processes and and how do you how do you help people okay um well okay so i have two two parts and then let me see how much time do we have <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's say <laughs> okay. no, so I'll give you the, the, the general overview uh, but it is a physical therapy which is it's called bone first therapy is the the main portal but the training of the therapists who do that work uh, is through my my listen program which is the the context for healing it's actually the, the understanding of the space that you must hold and the healing you must have gone through internally to be able to amplify the, the physical work. So there's that component and patients uh, or, you know, can also do that very same work. It's not, you know, it's not exempt from all people. The more people who actually do that introspective work, um, the, the more they're primed to heal so my understanding is that we have innate intelligence and healing is simple and if we can trigger that innate intelligence the body is so perfect and so beautiful it knows exactly what to do and we don't have to do anything <laughs> we just have to surrender but there there is a, like a trigger point that, you know because we're spiraling down another path so how do we awaken to allowing and receiving that healing so um so the, i'll talk about the physical part first uh so in bone first therapy it is an orchestrated set of moves that it, it's like a cross fiber um a stimulation that really talks to the fascia and the fascia is a underestimated and was very much discarded uh, organ, which now they've started to understand that everything goes through the fascia. It has its own nervous system, our circulation, our lymphatics, our, our immune system. It is all, you know, um, surrounded by this, this gelatin-like matrix that's not like a layer, but it, it's around everything. So just to make it like clear in case people think, what? on earth is that um, fascia is a connective tissue that surrounds us from the top of our head to the bottom of our toes 
and it, it it's kind of like the the angles of pull if you think of it like a saran wrap if you have a crinkle in the top mm -hmm. it's going to um, pull somewhere diagonally or vertically or horizontally or in all matrix like way through your body mm. so the idea is if if um if you can speak a language to the body which is what i believe bowen first therapy is it will unravel these these uh, tugging points and allow the body then the body's communication system to work really really well so that's the simplified version of it um, the technique itself is very simple uh, it's not hard for the practitioner to do it's not hard to receive and what it does is it puts you in what's called parasympathetic mode and we have our autonomic nervous system has two components sympathetic and parasympathetic and sympathetic is that fight, flight, and freeze mode. Parasympathetic is that rest, repair, restore, digest, and go figure, healing mode. So if we can, and most of us are in the sympathetic overdrive. So in my case, I was absolutely in sympathetic overdrive. Mm -hmm. I, I, I did not know, I, there was no shut off. <laughs> like I was just on and on means none of this other part can work mm -hmm. so and again heal or heal thyself um, <laughs> there's a part where you know it's like the shoe what's the expression in English the shoemakers shoe or uh, shoes are never well you know their kids never get proper shoes <laughs> what's the expression about that one <laughs> <laughs> it might be a French expression I don't know <laughs> something the cobbler's kids are, never have shoes or something like this anyway but it, okay. it's common in healthcare practitioners uh, that they don't do to themselves what they you know what what they recommend others to do and what they actually do as part of their practice so right they don't take their own medicine exactly exactly <laughs> you know I, I took part of it but I didn't take a very essential part of it which would have allowed me to um, to deeply reconnect with my body. So that's a piece of it. And, and the rest is the context that I'm talking about. And um, listen to me, uh, it's, it's an acronym. So L stands for love. And it's, it's how you listen to your body. Because we're so used to, in our culture, um, being against our body, fighting our body, uh, upset, like, oh, that darn hip you know and mm -hmm. you know we're constantly as if the messages of the body are to be shut down mm -hmm. right as if somehow you know we need just to take a magic pill um, you know an anti-inflammatory steroids whatever it is just sh shut it up <laughs> you know, we're, right. yeah. we're fighting it, right instead of going oh interesting you know what are you telling me with this interesting right. i see and noticing you know when um when our body speaks this way mm -hmm. so but the first thing is to is to actually fall in love with yourself and with your body mm -hmm. and um and that is really hard because we live in a society that um it's a very much a me society but it's not a loving, a deep love of me. No, there's so much criticalness that comes through everything that we 
are taught, you know, it's like you, you, you know, we, we beat ourselves up constantly. You know, I need to be thinner. I need to be, you know, my my hair is a mess. You know, I mean, we're just, that's how we grow up basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that, that's not very loving when you mention that. So. No, no. So, so that's part of the, the piece that needs to, to shift. And um, the second letter is I, and that's inquiry. So it's really questioning our thoughts and beliefs. And, um, and there's, there's, you know, um, Byron Katie has a fabulous method. And then, you know, I, I have something that I've been doing with my patients that really works, but it's like, it's about really questioning the things we take for granted and and finding out if it's actually not only true but aligned with the the essence of our core values mm. so that's um i s is symptoms as symbols so people tend to describe their you know so i would just come up with an example um you know, like, let's say you have your nose obstructed or your nasal passages obstructed. And it's like, you could say, well, the, even you might say the word obstructed or, or plugged or, you know, and, and the thing is, you can look at analogies in your life. What else is obstructed? What else are you living that way? Mm-hmm. What other ways? And it, like, it's, it's unbelievable how many times there's, analogies in other parts of their life the way you know like I had a an an actor a patient who uh, felt paralyzed on stage Mm -hmm. and the 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 use of paralyzed came actually because that's the word and problem with the fascia when it's a problem with the fascia we use we use words that have meanings that are descriptive meanings of emotion because it works with our basal ganglia. So we tend to describe not like hot, cold, burning, but paralyzed is not really, it's a, it's an emotion. It's not actually a, um, a descriptor like hot or cold, right. Or burning pain. And so the, his experience of paralyzed came to an anesthesia he had had 10 years ago, mm. which actually was for dental work, which is like, it's all normal, right. but his body had a different experience of normal mm. and it affected his um, uh, vagal nerve and also like his diaphragm. So mm. every time his body would go into this state, though his mind had cleared it, right? He felt like, well, I've, I've got this. And yeah. he had done tons of work with his mind and with all kinds of coaches, but his body had another story. So that's, again, understanding that connection. Yeah. Um, and T is touch. It's all about um, all of fascia and, um, you know, the piezoelectric effect. And I'm not going to go into details, but <laughs> the importance of touch, because we need we need that and you know we're now in a society where because of bullying because of all of this where you know teachers can't hug them their their um, their students you know uh students can't touch each other in the playground you know we, we've become an absolutely fear-based protective in part because you know there there are things that happen 
uh, out yeah. there in the world, but we're making that the predominant scene, you know, but and over, we're overcompensating it the wrong way. Absolutely. Yeah, we need to come back to some balance. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and then E is, um, is uh, empower and, and engage. And this is really about the, the energy level of our, of our body. You know, how do we, um, like, create the, the energy and the vibrations? Where, and, and this may sound all kind of woo-woo, but it, it's really clear to me that we are an energetic body as well as everything else. And how we feel things and the, the, the thoughts and beliefs and the emotions that go behind things affect our cellular level and they now had this um, study with monks that meditating had a major impact on the frequency level so mm -hmm. it's exactly. like there's more and more coming you know to make this sound less woo-woo because science eventually catch up with with what we see in reality right yeah. so we're up to n yeah and n is now um it's time to take action now because you know, later is later, right? It's like, we well, it's like how long do you want to be sick? Or how long do you want to have a problem? You know, it's like, yeah, we all of our power is in the now. Exactly. So, <laughs> exactly. Starting, starting with the awareness that there's something that we can do individually to create our health and well being. You know, one thing that I and I love, like everything you're saying, it, it makes so much sense. But yeah, one thing that I feel like people really struggle with is that they, they, they think about aging, you know, and they think about, oh, I'm, you know, I'm one year older and oh, I'm getting old and, and maybe they're only in their fifties. Yeah. And it's like, well, who, who said 50 was old, you know, who came up with that number? Mm -hmm. And so I, I like the concept of agelessness. You know, it's like, well, yeah, you, you live another day or another year and it's like, but you don't have to be old. <laughs> but those are, those are societal constructs, right? Right, like, right. Exactly. So yeah, if we, can apply, if we can apply all of these, you know, just ways of, of thinking and feeling, it's like it, you're, it, it can affect your health on so many different levels. So yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally when you say story it's it's the the construct that we impose upon ourselves from unquestioned thoughts and beliefs right. and then suddenly we're we're thinking 50s old and therefore we're starting to act decrepit and our and our bodies like we you know they say that it's i think i forget this the statistic but it's like in of our visual perception capacity, we're only zeroing in on 10% of what is actually in our visual field. And it's what you bring your attention to. So if you're thinking, you know, that uh, you're old, you're going to find the evidence to prove it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. and after enough evidence, you're going to go, yep, told you so I'm getting old <laughs> exactly it just reinforces what you believe so correct so so tell us how do people work with you and it sounds like you also teach so let's talk about that 
Okay, um, well, I, I no longer see one-on-one uh, -on -one, uh, patients because my, my uh, dedication is to get this wor workout worldwide. Mm -hmm. So um, it, the best way is through Bowen College. So it's, um, it's not Boeing like the airplane, it's Bowen like the island, B-O-W-E-N, college.com is my my main website and um, I have you know programs that help the, um, the a person who wants to become a practitioner but I also have uh, programs for the public because to me my bigger vision is a healer in every household mm. somewhere in there we know that if we have the ability and the resources to take charge of our health then we're going to learn how to navigate whatever therapies are out there we can navigate the conventional system but we can also navigate all the therapies that are out there because there's so many therapies and how do you know what's right for you and where do you start and all of that so that's um that's one of the things i i train and then i i have a a a brand new starting podcast called the healers cafe so that of course i'm going to be uh interviewing all kinds of um of therapists to really explain what how their path went to the therapy and what the therapy can do for people because i really think that we need to get you know informed consent really means um knowing what's out there and often your medical doctor is not aware of what's out there. You know, like for example, nutrition. Right. Uh, medical doctors aren't trained in nutrition. No, so, they're trained to specialize in whatever it is that they do. And, well, that, yeah. that's true. And, and what they do is manage. Mm -hmm. It's a disease management system. Right, it's, exactly it's not actually a health promoting system. They, they haven't learned how to promote health. Right, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, which is kind of a, a crazy thought. <laughs> it is, which is why, you know, they tell you that the drugs you're gonna be taking, you'll be on the rest of your life. Exactly. You know, because it's, it yeah, it's managing a symptom. Exactly. So, yeah. Well, this has been so interesting. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and uh, sharing your stories with us. Yeah, well, thank you for uh, allowing me to do that and spread, you know, um, my message, but also empowering people to wake up. <laughs> yes, wake up, everybody. You can <laughs> take charge of your health. Start yeah, today. Absolutely, and there are really ways to do it, so. Yes, and remember... Oh. You can live your life regardless of your story, whatever it is, whatever illness you've had, yeah. uh, you can do it. So Absolutely. And you know what? I just thought I have actually um, a free gift. I don't know if you... Yes, if, yes. If we love free gifts. Sure. So at the same address, <laughs> bowencollege.com, mm -hmm. then you do slash, mm -hmm. and it's free, spelled F-R-E-E dash book. And it's the book I wrote uh, five years ago, What Patients Don't Say 
if doctors don't ask. So um, I'd be happy to give a, a free copy to um, anyone interested in that. And I have an upcoming book, but it's upcoming. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, I'll make sure I put that link in the notes. So great. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much. And everybody have a wonderful day. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Love in Your Hands. Please rate, review, and subscribe to show your support. This podcast is sponsored by loveinyourhands.com, the place to find and keep long-lasting love. Start your free Soulmate Connection membership today using the most innovative and accurate algorithm to match you to potential partners, all at loveinyourhands.com.